This is a GRDC podcast. Arguably, over many years, nitrogen, together with phosphorus, have been the two most studied soil nutrients. But what could be described as quietly amazing, research is still uncovering more and more information about these important soil elements. Hello, I'm Chris Brown, and on this GRDC podcast from the paddock, we'll look at some new research specifically around the area of nitrogen application and timing in northern parts of the northern region. A recent survey by the Northern Grower Alliance has shown that more than a third of growers and advisors in northern New South Wales and southern Queensland have changed their approach to nitrogen rates, application method and timing during the past five years. NGA's Richard Daniel says there's more confidence amongst growers in spreading urea in crop and in fallow in lower risk scenarios. As Richard explains, driving this is a better understanding of the real risks of volatilisation, which is where the ammonium in the urea turns into ammonia gas and disappears into the atmosphere. The more that's been studied and a lot of the more recent information is that actually those volatilisation losses are probably a lot smaller than we we're all led to believe 20, 30, 40 years ago. That was a bit of a, a revolution in thinking, wasn't it? That was only just a few short years ago. Yeah, it's only, it's only a few years ago, and there's still people who, who would be unsure, a little concerned with those results, because we've been brought up thinking something different. But at the same time, often... Science can be its own worst enemy. I can remember looking at a paper only 12 months ago where the key message was we had significant losses due to volatilisation. And when you read into the the actual article or the actual paper, they'd lost 5%, but that was a scientifically significant loss. And so all of a sudden, that's a completely different perspective than a grower would have who might say, oh, okay, that's... uh, four or five dollars per hectare oh gosh that's quite manageable okay so understanding that has brought into consideration the broadcast spreading of urea rather than incorporating it into the soil to avoid volatilization losses now one of the issues in general is that a lot of urea that's supplied in northern new south wales southern queensland will be applied in the fallow It requires a physical working, so they might be banding it, and that could have a cost of $30 per hectare just in the application, you know, forgetting about the cost of of the area. And so if people see that there are scenarios where they might be able to spread rather than incorporate, and the losses aren't all that great, there are situations where they might change the practice or change the strategy they're going to utilise. It is a very significant cost, isn't it? That could be avoided. It is. It, and it's a, it's a cost, obviously a direct cost in terms of machinery, in terms of time, in terms of labour, but it can also be a large cost in terms of soil moisture. And so if you get that timing wrong prior to planting and you don't get another rainfall event, you might suddenly be delayed four or six weeks, which can have an even bigger impact on the yield potential of that next crop. 
Richard Daniel says growers then wanted to know whether the timing of their nitrogen applications had a bearing on the benefit derived by the crop. We were probably expecting to see overall more benefit from that early application because the, the, the whole concept is if we can apply into a dry soil where there's a low risk of water logging and as the rainfall in the fallow occurs, it's going to move that nitrogen deeper in the, the soil profile, hopefully to a, a better spot to be encountered by the crop later in the season when it needs it. That was the premise, really. What we've seen over 15 trials and four different seasons is, in general, we're not seeing a lot of difference between the timing. So whether we've put it on in January or February or March or at planting or even with a lot of that topped up in crop, we in general getting very much the same crop performance. Why is that? Well, it's probably a combination of things, but one of the things we've seen very clearly is when we're measuring where the nitrogen is in the soil, either prior to planting or after the crop, it hasn't been moving anywhere near as deep as we we're all expecting. And so as an indication, if we're putting it on in January with 200 mils of, of fallow rainfall between then and planting, we might have only got the bulk of that nitrogen down five or 10 centimetres. So as much as was unexpected not to see as much difference in the timing of the nitrogen application, it's probably making sense because we're not really changing where that nitrogen is all that dramatically. Richard says a strong theme to come through the survey of growers and agronomists was a shift to a more strategic approach to nitrogen application rather than reacting to seasonal conditions each year. And he says that's what the research is also showing. It reinforces how important it is to keep an adequate level of nutrition in that soil. That's our buffer. Now, we desperately do need fertiliser for additional nitrogen. We need to have as many pulse crops in, in that rotation as we can. But it really just highlights and reinforces the need to make sure that we don't have this big cycle of very low levels of soil in and hoping to address it the next year by pouring on very high levels of fertiliser from the bag or from the, from the grouper. But it, so it, it just really reinforced that need to constantly fill up that bank or have that reserve. Now, when you tie that together with the slow movement, what is coming through is we just need to work out for each system or each individual enterprise what that level is really to keep yourself on an even keel and just be applying those levels of nitrogen pretty much year in year out rather than rather than going this year is looking a bit drier I'm going to scale back big time on my nitrogen inputs or conversely going the other way so trying to get rid of the yo-yo mentality I suppose in terms of our nitrogen applications. Mm. Richard Daniel from the Northern Grower Alliance. The work conducted by the NGA has demonstrated that lower nitrogen volatilisation loss and movement occurs on the heavier clay soils of northern New South Wales and southern Queensland. 
Volatilisation losses and soil movement will be greater in environments where soils have lower clay content, rainfall volumes are lower and the frequency of rain events increases. My name is Chris Brown and this has been a GRDC podcast.